Yes, turn to Exodus 24, the last verse of Exodus 24. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount forty days and forty nights. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. Have to be given willingly. God wasn't going to force people to give. And this is the offering which ye shall take of them, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram's skins dyed red and badger skins and chitim wood oil for the light, spices for anointing oil and for sweet incense onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof even so shall ye make it and they shall make an ark of shittim wood two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof and a cubit and a half the height thereof and that's all we'll just read for the moment you know I thought we would I've, it's been on my mind for a while and, and I thought we would look for a few weeks at the tabernacle in the wilderness not going to be very heavy because I don't think we can make it heavy <laughs> but we've all got our limitations but we'll, we look at it and see if we can learn something from it you know it must have been quite a stunning remark for Moses to have heard from God that let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them it was an amazing thing for God to say I'm going to, I want you to make me a sanctuary I'm going to dwell among these people. You know, if you look back at chapter 19 and verse 6, they had arrived at Mount Sinai. And in verse 16 we read, And Mount Sinai was, no, going back to 18, And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. <clears throat> and when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder Moses spake and God answered him by a voice the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount and Moses went up and the people we know trembled they said to Moses you speak to God we don't want to you, you speak on our behalf they were, they were frightened because of the noise and the thunder and the smoke and the fire it was terrifying you know even if a, a, an animal entered it was to be pierced through the holiness of God we have lost the awesomeness and holiness of God and now this God wished to dwell amongst these people. 
wonder what the average Israelite thought about this. What was his feelings when Moses explained to them that this God that they had seen uh, his power shown and his wonder at Mount Sinai he's going to come and he's going to dwell amongst us. This God wished to dwell with them. You know, all through Scripture, God has a desire to dwell with men. Right at the very start, we read those sad, the sad story that God walked in the cool of the garden in Eden. And he called Adam, where art thou? He wanted to have fellowship with the creature which he had made. But Adam hid himself because he had sinned. God still desires fellowship. We, we will have the breaking of bread later on. In Luke we read that Jesus said to his disciples, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. He had a desire to, to meet with his friends. We, there's another passage in Scripture that says God chose, Jesus chose these men so that they would be with him. He wanted to have fellowship with men while he lived here amongst men. And in the future, Revelation 21 verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. God has a desire, which is an amazing thing, that he wants to have fellowship with you and with me. Let's look at Hebrews. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 12. And this is the wonderful thing. You know, those people were under the law. They, they were to receive the law from Mount God on Mount Sinai. But you know, Hebrews 12 and verse 18. For we are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words whose voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken unto them anymore <clears throat> Mount Sinai is referring to as we've been talking about for they could not endure that which was commanded and if so much as a beast touched the mountain it shall be stoned or thrust through with a, a dart and so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But we don't come to a mountain like that. That's the, that's the wonderful thing. But we are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, unto the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. And to Jesus, on verse 24, the mediator of the new covenant. No, we can come to God. We can come into the presence of this holy, wonderful God through the Lord Jesus Christ, the mediator of the new covenant. <clears throat> what a privileged position we find ourselves in this morning. Have we got it? We are coming into the presence of a holy God. God hasn't changed. But because of the sacrifice of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, we have access into his presence. 
<coughs> and so going back to, to the, the passage we read Moses goes up the mountain I think it is for the sixth time God said that he wished to give him uh, the tablets of stone if you go back a bit further in verse 12 and 24 and the Lord said unto Moses come up into the mountain uh, and be there and I will give thee tables of stone and the law he was going to hand over the, the law to Moses God wished to give him the, the law by which the people were to live this was 50 days after they had come out of Egypt it was Pentecost the law was given you know it was at Pentecost many many years later that the Holy Spirit was given to believers ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you it's interesting that when Moses came down from the mountain the people were had fallen into sin and eventually three three thousand souls if you look on to Exodus 32 and verse 28 and the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses and there fell of the people that day about three thousand men and if you look on into Acts when the Holy Spirit was given there were three thousand souls saved interesting that the numbers uh, were the same just uh, all pictures all, uh, we have all these pictures in scripture types and so the situation was that God was speaking to Moses and he said I want to come and dwell amongst these people amazing wonderful and so Moses was given very specific and detailed instructions as to how to build this special dwelling for God amazing that God gave a man these instructions and they were terribly detailed they're all recorded in scripture you know God was going to dwell amongst his people but you know in Corinthians it says know ye not that ye are the temple you're the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit it was a privilege for those people to have God dwelling amongst them but what a wonderful thing even more that we have God dwelling within us your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit in you whom you have of God you are not your own you're bought with a price glorify God in our lives and in our body what a privilege <clears throat> now you know all these measurements if you go through the next few chapters there's all the, the, the there are all the details there of what the priest's clothes were going to be what the anointing what the oil was going to be for the lamp what the enclosures of the temple was going to be like what the everything even as we have spoken before even the little pegs that held up the awnings they were all specified and were they just put there just for the sake of filling up a few pages in the Bible no it says in, in Hebrews that these uh, items within the tabernacle were patterns of things in heaven 
And we need to, to look and see because, you know, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And all these things, all these items which are in the, the tabernacle, all have a purpose and we can learn from them today. And you know, we'll never really understand the work of the Lord Jesus Christ as our great high priest unless we can understand something of the work of the high priest in the Old Testament. Because unless we understand what he did, we'll never really fully understand what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. Our great high priest who has entered into the, the holy place with the blood of his own sacrifice. So we're going to look for a few weeks at the tabernacle and see if we can't learn something from it. Come in your imagination. I was thinking about this last night and just come with me in your imagination out into the wilderness. And we see this vast company of people encamping in the desert not just a few people out on a camping holiday no these people were were a nation divided up into tribes several million probably many tribes with people hangers on they had the mixed multitude all with them as well all their women and children all their flocks their herds their servants this vast crowd and they have stopped and they are setting up camp they're pitching their own tents and the, the tents are mostly grey and black and they're putting them all and they have an order they haven't just set them up any old way they seem to have gone into a, a system and there's, there's order and then in the middle of this camp there are certain people setting up awnings with a building inside it and the awnings all the way around are white in stark contrast to the rest of the tents which are being erected by the people in the center there's a building it seems to be covered with skins and we know that they were setting up the house of God right in the middle of the camp the black tents look some way out of harmony with the, with the whiteness of the, the surround to the tabernacle. But things haven't changed, have they? People are out of harmony with God. People's lives are out of harmony with the clear beauty and clarity of God and his word. Within those dark tents we know of Israel, there lurked resentment. They, they were out of sync with God. There was a desire among some of them to get back to Egypt, to get back to the flesh pots of Egypt. And sadly, just like me and many today, isn't it? And these were the people who had been chosen by God that he wanted to come and dwell right in the midst of them. Incredible. The people that were 
constantly rebelling against Moses complaining that why did you bring us away from the garlic and everything in Egypt we had plenty to eat God wants to come and dwell amongst these people and this is roughly and this is only an artist's impression this isn't a photograph of taken at the time this is just an artist's impression of the house of God which was set up in the middle of the camp all the, the, the tents of Israel were all around it and in the middle was this tent of meeting and this is where God wishes to be in my life right in the center right in the center of my life this was set up right in the middle of the camp it was the focal point you know as the Lamb of God is the center of worship in heaven so he should be the center of worship in our lives day by day remember the pattern was given by God this wasn't anything to do with man's ideas of how it should be uh, erected uh, you know constantly throughout the, the, the verses the chapters further on it says according to all the Lord commanded Moses so the children of Israel made all the work it was all according to the way God wanted it not the way man wants it and you know we, we uh, have a little thing here about tent pegs these little tent pegs they were specified you know a bit of four by three would have done just as well but that's not the way God wanted it he specified the type of these would have stayed up with anything holding them up any old bit of wood and you know that is something we must remember God has laid down rules and regulations how we should live our lives even to the least little detail we look at that in a few weeks time even these little hooks and little rings they were all specified there was nothing left to man's imagination and you know there's nothing left to man's imagination in scripture we have to go completely and solely by God's word we should follow God's pattern we used to sing we didn't sing it we should have sung it we are building day by day in our work and in our play not with hammer blow on blow not with timber sawing so building a house not made with hands following Jesus perfect plans little builders all are we building for eternity it's a children's chorus but it's so true building a house not made with hands following Jesus perfect plans and they had to follow the plans that God had given to Moses you know it was about 180 feet by 90 feet and the thing in the middle th 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 this was about 10 feet eight, 9 or 10 feet high and the other thing went up about 15 or so feet 16 feet and from a distance from a distance you know that building in the middle didn't look anything special wasn't very colorful these were not particularly colorful and anybody looking at it from a distance would have said what's so special about that house what's so special about that house but as we came we will come closer and as we will go inside we will see that there was great beauty inside it and how like the Lord Jesus Christ that was 
When we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquaintance. But when we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to see the beauty of God revealed in him. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And that, that building was a complete picture of what the Lord Jesus Christ was like. He shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root of, out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. But when we come to know him, how we discover, it says in Colossians, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now let's just have a quick look, uh, time is going, uh, at the inside of the building. When you went in through the gate, we saw the gate there. There's only one gate, only one, one way to God's presence. And at the outside here was the burnt offering. There was a laver where the priests used to wash themselves. And then you went into to this section, to the holy place, and then into the Holy of Holies. And in the Holy of Holies was the Ark of the Covenant. And as I was saying, when people uh, used to, when the camp started being set up on the east side you had three tribes and then you also had Moses and Aaron and his sons on the west side you had three tribes as well and you had Benjamin, Ephraim and Manasseh God is a God of order that's important God is a, they just didn't set up their tents any way they liked they on the south side they had Simeon, Reuben and Gad and then on the north side you had Asher, Dan, Naphtali and also there were these three groups here we had Kohath we had Gershon and we had Merari now I can give you references for those but we won't waste time on them these were the three sons of Levi, Levi and their descendants and they each had specific jobs to do. Let's just look at Numbers. Numbers 3. 3.25 And the charge of the sons of Gershon in the tabernacle of the congregation shall be the tabernacle and the tent, the covering thereof, and the hanging the door and, ha and the hanging the door of the tabernacle of the congregations and the hangings of the court and of the curtains of the door and of the court and it sets out what their duties were and there they camped on the west side on the south side we had the sons of Korath or Kohath and if you look at Numbers 4.4 4, you'll see that they had a specific job as well this shall be the service of the sons of Kohath in the tabernacle of the congregation about the most holy things. They were involved in looking after the most holy things that were inside this section here. And these people here, Merari, if you go back to 335, you'll see that, and the chief of the house of the father of the families of Merari was so and so and under their custody of the charge of the sons of Merari shall be the boards of the tabernacle 
and the bars thereof and the pillars thereof and the sockets thereof see all these little sockets there were men put in charge of those everything everything was thought about God is a God of order and if you see a situation in a church or in a person's life where there is no order God is a God of order if you see disorder and disruption beware because we see throughout scripture that God is a God of order you know the funny thing or the strange thing is not going back to uh, Exodus again to chapter 25 we look at the tabernacle go back in here again we look at the tabernacle and we start thinking about the tabernacle we look how are we going to explain it we start working on the outside and we work right in to where the Ark of the Covenant was but you know when God started to give instructions to Moses he started with the Ark of the Covenant and he worked outwards the Ark couldn't be put in place until the building had been prepared we cannot build anything for God until and unless we have first and foremost he is the center of our lives he has to be the center of our lives before we can start building anything for him and that's the way it was with the instructions that God gave to Moses he started off by giving the and that's why I read that verse 10 he said people are going to give all these gifts are they going to give them willingly but he says the first thing we have to get built is the ark of the covenant he gave a description of how that was to be built we cannot build anything for God until and unless we have him first and foremost in the center of our lives and you know the whole nation the whole nation as we saw here gathered round the tabernacle but then the tasks were divided up no one group was supposed to do everything they were divided up and you know I was reminded last night as uh, I did this and I'll do this in closing just Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists Ephesians 4 11 and some pastors and teachers why why were these people given all these specific jobs so that the tabernacle could be established and God's presence established within the children of Israel and what Paul says when he's writing he says for the perfecting, perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ each are given different tasks within the church but the object of it is for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith now we have to come we want unity but it has to be unity of the faith once delivered unto the saints and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children 
tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive that's what Paul he says I'm writing I don't want you to be going backwards and forwards between all these newfangled things which you'll hear you want to be established in the unity of the faith and then he says speak the truth in love and grow up in him in all things grow up in him in all things not just some things all things he's the head even Christ from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working of the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love yes we want to all work together all the parts have to be in harmony but they won't be in harmony unless first of all they are in unity and they won't be in unity and in harmony unless they are in unity and harmony in the faith otherwise it doesn't work and you know we look on we go on in the next few weeks to look at the rest of of the things we can learn when we start looking at the the the, the doors the gate in and, and the various instruments within and it's going to be an, an interesting study I pray that God will help us as we look into it but let us remember that first and foremost the, uh, the, the, the tabernacle was the center of people's lives it was right in the center of the camp and that's where we have to have the presence of God right in the center of our lives and then starting to build outwards from that we are building every day in our work and in our play not with hammer blow and blow not with timber sawing so building a house not made with hand following Jesus perfect plan little builders all are we building for eternity may God bless that little uh, talk to each of us